0: Iguodala to Curry, back to Up oh, the <laughs> Oh, He got the shot off! you not like that, you know, like NBA basketball.
1: Welcome back to Coast to Coast, the basketball podcast. I'm Ian Fain, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noah Weber. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the up-and-coming All-Star Weekend that's happening in Cleveland, starting today, Friday the 18th. Uh, We're going to kick off this episode by just talking about Friday night's Rising Stars game. So, uh, it's a new format. There's 28 players, um, there's 12 rookies, and there's 12 sophomores, including um, four members of the NBA G League Ignite Development Squad. Um, They were all drafted onto four teams, and they're going to compete in a three-game tournament. Um, So, per the NBA... Each game will be played to the final target score, ending with a made basket or free throw instead of with the clock running out. Uh, It'll be a race to 75 celebrating the league's 75th anniversary season. Uh, Games one and two will be played until a team reaches 50 points, and then game three will be played until a team reaches 25 points. Um, The four teams are coached by Rick Barry, uh, Gary Payton, James Worthy, and Isaiah Thomas. And I'm just going to go through and kind of talk about each team. So, team Rick Berry has our guy from OSU, Cade Cunningham, um, Dyson Daniels from the G League, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoru, um Shangoon from uh, Houston, Houston, and Jay Sean Tate from Houston as well, and plus Franz Wagner from Orlando in Michigan. Um, I like this team. It's a bunch of young guys. Um but my thing is, if Evan Mobley and Cade on the same team, that that would be kind of fun to watch. Dangerous. Yeah, that's pretty dangerous. Um, moving on, so team Isaiah Thomas has Precious Achunya from Toronto, Desmond Bain from Memphis, who we talked about a lot our past couple of episodes, um, Sadiq Bay from Detroit, Anthony Edwards, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who just recently got traded, and we talked about that last episode. Um, Jaden Hardy from the G League and Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons what are your thoughts on this team right now
0: yeah so the first thing that kind of popped out to me is I mean they have a lot of size at the two and three position because I mean if you're looking at Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bay, Anthony Edwards I mean Halliburton he's another big guard even though he's more of a one and Jaden Hardy so I mean those two and threes for that team is gonna be a lot of fun to watch I think I mean all of these teams are gonna be fun to watch but the first thing that kind of popped out when looking at this team is how stacked they are at kind of that two and three position. But also, when you're looking at their bigs, Isaiah Stewart, I mean, he's okay. I mean, you're, he's, you see like his intensity, his rebounding, all that when he's playing for the Pistons. But I mean, when it comes to rising stars, it's kind of more ooze and ahs. So we'll kind of see what the bigs bring out for that team.
1: Yeah. And I mean, there's not, you said that there's size, but I mean, there's Isaiah Stewart and there's. Achunua, and everyone else plays the wing. Yeah. You know, so, like, there's not – I know there's not going to be a lot of big men play yeah. tonight. I mean, it's all kind of mess around and stuff. So, uh, who really knows? Um, so, moving on, we have Team Gary Payton. This, I think, is probably the most interesting one just because it has LaMelo Ball on it. Um, so, LaMelo Ball, Scotty Barnes, Iota Sumo. um Chris Duarte, Scoot Henderson, Jonathan Kaminga, Jaden McDaniels, and Davion Mitchell. Um, I like this team. If I were to choose right now, I mean, Chris Duarte's not playing, but if I were to choose right now, then um, I'd probably choose this team to win just because it has a little ball. And I think there's he is tiers ahead of everyone else on this list. Um, I mean, maybe not tears ahead of Cade or... Evan Mobley, but um, I mean, he's still at least one or two tiers ahead of them. Um, so sure. yeah, I think this team, especially him being paired to Scotty Barnes and then Kaminga coming in, he's actually the replacement for Chris Duarte. So I think this team is my favorite to win it tonight, um, solely because of Lamelo Ball and uh, Scotty Barnes.
0: Well, first off, how is Kaminga not a top whatever twenty eight player? From a rookie or sophomore that made this team, like why is he a replacement? That's yeah. ridiculous. I don't,
1: I don't really understand that, um, especially when you look at, you know, there's Herbert Jones that they put above him. They yeah, put Sadiq Bay above him, Isaiah Stewart above yeah. him. Yeah. Sadiq Bay's nice though. He is nice. I'm not taking anything away from any of them. I'm just saying that. Yeah.
0: And Jay Sean Tate and Sangoon, too.
1: Yeah, I mean, but I mean they're not those players aren't better than Kaminga. I mean yeah we haven't we haven't seen much of Kaminga just because he's kind of been in and out on injury but I mean I think now you can kind of you can definitely see that he has more potential. I know it's not about potential it's about what he's done now Um, but I mean he I think he's having a better season than both of them.
0: Yeah and I mean if you look at what Kaminga did I mean when he was a junior in high school he decided that he wasn't going to play his senior year and he was going to go to the G League so I mean this is pretty much a freshman in college, age? For yeah. Kaminga, what is he? Eighteen? He's got to be eighteen or nineteen.
1: Yeah, I'm actually about to check that right yeah, now. Yeah. Because I think, yeah, I mean, like you said, he went straight. I want to say, did he play in the Rising Stars, or did he? Did he? He did something. Year? He did he do something for, um, the All Star game, or All Star break?
0: I don't know, because I mean, he was he was with Ignite last year.
1: I know. That's what I'm saying. Like I know that he was around the NBA. Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, kind of going back to what we were saying is just, yeah, there's no way that he should have been a replacement. I mean, he's exciting. He plays for a top two team in the West. I mean, he's a household name. He was one of the top few players for his class. Everyone kind of knew him before um, he even got to Ignite. But I feel like some of these players, when they go to Ignite, like you're not hearing as much about them as if they played high school ball. Like same thing with Jalen Green. Like he played for Ignite. And, I mean, everyone knew who Jalen Green was. I mean, prolific prep. I mean, ball is life every other day. But I feel like with Ignite, you're not getting as much coverage as if rather you're playing for a high school program. But
1: also with them just having the NBA name, no one's going to want to watch the NBA Ignite play over any of the NBA players, yeah, you know. And I think point. they kind of get overshadowed by the NBA. Although I love what they're doing, and I love like how everything's kind of transitioning to that. Um, but going back to Kaminga, how old do you think he is?
0: I'm gonna go eighteen. He's nineteen. Nineteen.
1: Okay. Yeah. October six, two thousand two. Um, I mean, he's still younger than the both of us, which yeah. is crazy to think about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really think that he should be a replacement for this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Hey, uh, there might be a player on this next team, next team that's even younger than him. Honestly, when I'm looking at it now. You think so? Yeah, and so I'm going to – are you good with we move on to Team Worthy? Yeah, let's do All it. All right, so Team Worthy, it's got Cole Anthony, mm-hmm. um, Champ from the Ignite, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones from the Pelicans, Tyrese Maxey, and Jalen Suggs. Uh huh. So I'm thinking that the player that's younger than Kaminga is definitely Josh Giddy. I think he's 18. I could be wrong. You think he's 18? I think he's 18. You should check. He's
1: 19, and he's four days younger then Jonathan can Okay.
0: So, yeah, we got one player younger. We got teenagers playing on All Star Friday night. I mean, even though that's been a trend for however long, it's still it's still crazy to think about for, with two college kids talking hoops with kids younger than us yeah. playing in All Star weekend. So, yeah, my first thoughts on this team is having Cole Anthony, Jalen Green, Maxie, and Suggs in the guard room. I mean, that's. The guard
1: room is crazy that's
0: very tough guard room for team worthy
1: yeah and honestly like if anyone's gonna make a run the all-star game is ran by guards it always has been because there's no defense everyone's just flying up and down the court it's fast paced there's outlet passes that go all the way down to the other end of the court there's cherry picking i think guard play is the way to go for an all-star game um so team worthy is another team that i'm kind of looking at that i'm like okay maybe this team could you know make a a run in this so-called tournament um but yeah i mean i'm trying to think if there's anyone else that's actually younger than kaminga i think he might be
0: i thought you said josh giddy is younger i mean
1: younger than josh giddy okay
0: um, yeah kind of looking at this I think oh I mean some of the ignite guys yeah'm sure be, the ignite guys are gonna be younger but um looking at the rest of them I think those are probably definitely the two youngest so
1: um Marjon Beauchamp is 21. Jeez. so he's older than both the two people that we were talking about huh i' I'm, I'm gonna look up scoot all right. Yeah. And,
0: and then Jaden Hardy, I mean, he's he should he's should 1000% be younger. Let's Scoot
1: see. is 18 and he just turned 18.
0: So he was wait, when did he turn 18?
1: February 3rd.
0: So he was 17 years old playing for the Ignite. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. So Jaden Hardy is 19. He turned 19 on July 5th. Uh-huh. Uh or he he was born July 5th um 2002 and yeah. Jaden Hardy go. is an absolute beast think he's going to be a force in the league. But, yeah, kind of going back to team-worthy, I think I completely agree with you that guard play dominates All-Star Weekend. I mean, it even kind of dominates Rising Stars. because kind of the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of Rising Stars is Kyrie dropping Brandon Knight a few times.
1: Yeah. Or, I mean, if you go back, there's that Tim Hardaway versus Deion Waiters kind of duel that went back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean – I mean, those are still guards, you know? Yeah. They go out and they just kind of turn to flamethrowers because, I mean, there's no defense in any of these games. I mean, and also, um, whenever they did that, the U.S. versus world, uh, we had Trey Young, that one Trey Young and um, Luca thing where they, or was it Trey shoots the half court shot and they're like, are kind of looking together in that the famous yeah, picture what, or whatever? Was it?
0: Yeah, yeah. And then. It was Luca was there with him, and then was it? We talked about this. Siakam yeah, caught Siakam it. Yeah, Siakam laying under the goal. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah Siakam <laughs> caught the ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to move on just to talking about the uh, skills competition. Um, yeah,
0: which is going to be very different this year.
1: Very different. So this is happening on Saturday um, around 7 o'clock our time, which is Central Time. Uh, so it's part of three teams. Um, It's the Anadokounmpo brothers, it's three Cavaliers, and it's a team of rookies and they're going to compete in a new format the NBA came out with that is a four-round competition that tests shooting, passing, and dribbling just like the normal uh, skills challenge. Uh, Each of the three teams will compete in three rounds, the two teams with the most challenge points after the first three rounds will advance to the final rounds. Challenge points are earned by winning each of the first three rounds. Round one is team shooting. Round two is team passing. And round three is team relay. And the final round is half-court shots. So what – do you remember – I think – I don't remember when they stopped doing it, but they kind of had, like, the – they had, like, four teams, and there was, like, a WNBA player. It was a retired player. Oh, yeah,
0: I think they only did that one year. I know what you're talking about. But,
1: yeah, and they had, like, the race. They did, like, the bank shot from uh-huh. the block. They did an elbow shot, free throw, three-pointer, yeah, and then three. a yeah, the half, and and the half court. Dude, I, when and did
0: they stop doing that? Because that was fun. I totally forgot they even did that.
1: I remember Chris Bosh. He used to be the person who always made the half court shot for his team. They would always throw him out there, and he'd be there, and he'd always make it. But, yeah, so that's what kind of what it's reminding me of is just how there's they kind of separated the, all the rounds and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so um, right after that on Saturday, uh, they have the three-point contest. So the participants are C.J. McCollum, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Desmond Bain, Carl Anthony Towns, Fred VanVleet, Luke Kennard, and Patty Mills. Uh, looking at this list, who is your favorite to win the three-point contest?
0: So my favorite to win the three-point contest, okay. Trey's got to be in there. I think Patty Mills is a sleeper mm-hmm. just from watching him for so long. So I'm going to put – I'm going to kind of have to narrow it down to two or three, and then we're going to move on. So I'm going to say Patty Mills, I'm going to say Trey Young, and I'm going to say McCollum is my top three. Desmond Bain is also a sleeper. Um, and I'm going to say the winner, I'm just going to have to say Trey Young. Just because I'm sure he's Vegas' pick as well. Just Trey Young is one of the most electric shooters in the league. His mm-hmm. range is ridiculous. And I think that he's not going to have to rush at the end either. I think that he's going to have plenty of time at the end, and he's not going to have to rush any of his shots. So I'm going to take Trey Young. And I think that second place is going to go to – We'll take, we'll take CJ McCollum, but also I think he might have to rush at the end because sometimes his game and his shot is just a little slower. So who knows? He might have to rush at the end. But I like CJ as well.
1: Um, I'm going to disagree with you. I think the winner is going to be Fred Van Fleet, the okay. undrafted undrafted Toronto Raptor from Wichita State. I think he's going to pull it out. And I think second place is going to Carl Anthony Towns. I think the big man will get it done. Uh, the past few years in the skills contest, we've seen big, big men, you know, win that and show how skillful they actually are. And I think this is the year where a big man goes out and actually wins the three-point contest.
0: Okay, but yeah, he's gonna go have to go through multiple rounds too. You think he's gonna be able to keep it up for multiple rounds? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It's but, shooting. Okay, but you're you're talking about he you're you think he's gonna outshoot Patty Mills, Canard, Vliet. I mean Desmond Bain, even Zach Levine and CJ McCollum. I like if I were it's having gonna to happen. rank him if I were gonna have to rank him, he would be in my bottom half. You think for, so? For where I, he's gonna
1: All right, rank Well, on Saturday. Maybe we could put a nice little friendly bet on yeah, it. Yeah,
0: put a nice little friendly bet that we yeah. can talk about um next episode. Yeah. So I'll I'll be thinking about something to bet on next episode. And real quick before we move on to the dunk contest, I just wanted to say I don't know if I'm the biggest fan of the format for the skills challenge just because
1: oh I'm I wish they would just kind of keep it how it was how it was kind of like a yep. race mm-hmm. I like that I like how it's kind of um it was like time trials or stuff like that um but yeah I don't really oh we didn't even go over any of the players did we no
0: we didn't we kind of just we kind of grazed through it yeah. and I was, I was kind of confused I was like bro are you gonna touch on it but yeah looking at it dude it's one player from the Western Conference. Yeah, and this still this skills challenge. It kind of, I mean, yeah, it shows love to Bucks fans and, I mean, fans of the young guys. I mean, dude, Oklahoma City fans are gonna be talking about Josh Giddy and his performance. And the, what's uh, wrong with that? I love Josh Giddy. I'm just no, you don't. You're yeah, a no, hater. I'm not a hater. I li- I like his game. Uh, he's grown on me for sure. But I'm just saying that we're gonna hear a lot of um, the name Josh Giddy on Twitter this weekend. But no, I just think that this skills challenge, I mean, there's three Cavaliers, there's two Bucks, and I mean, their brother Alex from the G League, I mean, he's playing, and it's a team of all Cavs, and then it's a team of all rookies, and I think the team Rooks is fun, I'm not going to complain about team Rooks, but team Cavs and team DeCumbo, I mean... We see Giannis in the All Star game. I mean, every single year, we're gonna see enough of him on Sunday. Like, sure, put him in there, but why put Alex and Thanasis in there? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and we're also, yeah, we always see Giannis, but also we see Alex and Thanasis all the time just because they're Giannis's brother. I mean, no disrespect to them, like they're doing their thing. Yeah, they're doing their thing. But I mean, we always see Giannis. He's probably the face of the league right now yep. just because of he's back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. he's reigning na- or re- i guess national champion but reigning world yeah. champion um but yeah i mean i think we see a lot of them so adding them is a little different the yeah. team Cavs, that doesn't really bother me too much just because it gives the home crowd players okay, yeah to i watch. didn't even
0: think about that that's completely true Yeah. Also, so i mean they've made a name for themselves this year after yeah kind of everyone wants to talk about, ooh, the Cavs are so bad once LeBron leaves, blah, blah, blah. I mean now you're looking at this team and they're I mean, they're at the, one of the top teams of their conference. And four. They're four? Four. Okay, yeah. So they're top four seed. They're, they're tied be-
1: for third right now with the Sixers and the way the Sixers yeah. have been playing, they could easily make a jump very soon. Yeah. But also very the soon.
0: Sixers are gonna be getting hardened after all star break. So who knows? Who knows? Who what knows gonna what's happening. gonna happen with that team? Yeah. yeah but exactly. I mean the Cavs – in front of their home crowd, I didn't. I honestly didn't even think about that. But, yeah, I, I'd like that, too. I mean, I'd like to see a if the All-Star game comes back to Dallas. I mean, it's been forever since it's been in Dallas. And having a team Mavs, that would be fun. But, yeah, I mean, kind of thinking about it, do, if Alex and Thanassis were not Giannis' brothers, they would never touch the floor on Saturday night. Yeah. No way.
1: And I think it's just the fact that Giannis is reigning back-to-back MVP – He's the reigning world champion. Like he's, all the glory is on Giannis. And I think if they just don't have him doing anything, on Friday, I mean, they're. I'm not saying they're gonna lose a lot because I mean, no one. Not a lot of people watch, the skills and rising stars yeah. and all this stuff. I yep. think only true NBA fans watch that. Um,
0: Which we'll be watching tonight. Yeah, no, I know. We'll I mean, for we're, sure, be we're gonna be tonight. watching
1: for sure. But I'm just saying that, like, not your casual eye is going to watch this. I mean, it's the same thing with the Pro Bowl. Not your casual eye is going to watch the Pro Bowl. And
0: the Pro Bowl was an absolute joke this year. It always
1: is, though. Yeah, it
0: always is, but it gets worse every year. Yeah, though. it does. Yeah, it and truly does. Michael was hitting a little bit.
1: I mean, sure, but it's <laughs> glorified two-touch. Yeah, it is. They literally that put was... on pads to not even hit each other. Yeah, I so. kind of
0: we- – I understand why they're not hitting. I mean, these dudes are making millions. But also, like, why not switch it up to seven-on-seven seven or – Hit a little bit. I mean, I don't just know. Just play flag football. Yeah, at that point. yeah. Seven on seven flag, and then they can do O line, D line drills. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's true. All right. Well, going back to basketball, we kind of got off topic there, but it's all right. Um, we're going to go and just kind of move on. So after the three point, it's what everyone kind of comes to watch on Saturday, and it's the slam dunk contest. Um, I don't hate this group. We're not seeing the Aaron Gordons. We're not seeing the Zach Levines. We're not seeing the Derek Jones Juniors. Uh, we're seeing Cole Anthony. We're seeing Juan Toscano-Anderson. We're seeing Obi Toppin, and we're seeing Jalen Green. Right off the bat, it's a bunch of young legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. All, I think all four of these can, I mean, high fly. The only thing is, I mean, Cole Anthony – He's a little shorter. Yeah. I know he can still get up, but, like, yeah. he's a little shorter, so it's mm-hmm. not like we're seeing the wings, like...
0: Derrick Jones. Derrick
1: Jones, who is sitting around six five with, like, a 42-inch, 45-inch yeah, vertical.
0: Gerald Green, back to when he... Yeah. His stuff. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, it's a lot... Um, all of these are, I mean, Jalen Green, Cole Anthony. Um, they're all guards. I mean, there's a small forward, and uh it's Connor Anderson and then there's a power forward and Obi Toppin but um this I mean this group isn't horrible. Oh I mean not at all. The potential this slam dunk contest has compared to um the ones that have been recently I mean I kinda like it honestly. I yeah. kinda like the um the competition and the participants that they added. Yeah uh, I mean right off the bat, Jalen Green I mean, obviously good dunker. We've seen Mm -hmm. him get up. Obi Toppin, in-game dunks are crazy, so we could already see what's about to – or kind of visualize what's going to happen in the slam dunk uh, contest. Uh, Cole Anthony, he's a high flyer. Now, Toscano Anderson, I don't know if he's a high flyer. Like, I honestly couldn't tell you if he can actually get up. I'm sure he can if he's in the dunk contest, Mm -hmm. but, I mean, I haven't seen any videos of him – you know getting up and yeah. postering posturing someone mm-hmm. like i have all the other people yeah. so
0: so yeah Toscano anderson i mean obviously can get up he's kind of more of the not necessarily more like the two three kind of no bigs in this obviously i mean so he's he's going to be able to bring something out just because he's got length just like Obi does so ian while i kind of touch on all four of these guys mm-hmm. and the participants in my notes i made my rankings on who i think is going to the placing for the dunk contest I put in who I think is gonna get first second third or fourth so make a little list while I'm talking about this and I want to see how our lists compare we can kind of go one by one and see kind of our live reactions to both of our lists but yeah I'm most excited to watch Jalen Green in this dunk contest just because I think Jalen Green is the type he's gonna bring out some props just because Jalen Green he's all about he's flashy yeah he's flashy he's all about the drip um, he's he, There's zero chance he does a dunk without some f- some form of prop. I mean, most players, a lot of players are using props when it comes to the dunk contest today. But the two players I'm most excited to see in the dunk contest are just Jalen Green because of his flashiness, the way he carries himself, his name, but also Obi Toppin, too, just because his in-game dunks are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, even in college, he was always high-flying mm-hmm. and going down ridiculous dunks. Even... Making his name for himself for kind of a lower end program that doesn't get a ton of done co- a coverage. So if
1: if COVID doesn't happen, he has a national championship on around his finger right now. You think so? Oh yeah, that Dayton team was nuts, and it was mostly because of him.
0: So who were his teammates? Do you, I don't I, I don't no, remember. I have no clue. Yeah, but Dayton I, was
1: I. I solely remember watching Dayton because of Obi Toppin. and I mean they got up to the number three team in the country. They're expected to be a one seed right before the. Um, covid break happen Mm -hmm. but um i actually found this dunk from scano anderson and i think that you'll remember it too okay um that on full screen yeah full screen
0: okay let's see it
1: so yeah now that i see this video i definitely remember him getting up oh yep, i definitely
0: remember that who was that on
1: i think it was javel mcgee
0: javel mcgee yeah chris paul probably had a defensive lap somewhere in that video and oh yeah anderson got open
1: Oh, yeah. That's why he's on the bench and campaigns in the um, game. So, yeah. Who, nice who was winning? Who was nice winning? Try. Who was winning in that video? It doesn't matter who's winning. It doesn't matter no. who won the game. The Suns won that game. So, okay, so yeah.
0: Keep keep claiming every other team in the league.
1: Game. I'm not claiming the team. I claim Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris Paul's the one and only, man. All uh, right. I, I hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, um, now the – Uh, big game, 71st, NBA All-Star. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotta go for picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So, you say your number one, I'll say my number one, and then we'll go through, um, two, three, four, and then we're gonna take a break after that.
1: Okay, my number one is Obi Toppin.
0: Okay, my number one is Jalen Green.
1: Okay, my number two is Jalen Green.
0: My number two is Obi Toppin.
1: Okay, my number three is actually gonna be Juan Toscano-Anderson. My number three is Toscano-Anderson, Okay, and then four is Cole Anthony. Yeah. So, um... The reason why I say toscano Anderson is because usually in the dunk contest and skills it's always players that you just wouldn't never think of that go out and actually do pretty well. Or someone me- and someone's gonna mess up. Yeah. And honestly it's prob it could probably be Obi Toppin. Yeah. Like if we are being quite honest. Um But yeah, I mean, everyone, I think everyone's excited to see the slam dunk contest. Oh
0: yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's everyone's favorite part of Saturday night, in my opinion. I mean, the three-point contest is fun too, but I think the slam dunk contest is kind of where people remember things most. I mean, first thing that kind of comes to my head when I think of kind of the slam dunk contest in my life is probably Blake Griffin jumping over the Kia. Yeah. I think that's probably mine or... Was it was it Gerald Green blowing out the candle? On yeah, the that
1: tank? that's what I was thinking. Was Gerald Green uh, blowing out? Or I mean, even Dwight Howard, his little his tangent, the Superman, uh-huh. his his throw in is not a dunk. It was a, <laughs> that was a throw in. And I mean, even Nate Robinson, he's the one yeah. who has the most slam dunk contest or slam dunk contest champions. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah, I mean, I think he has like three or four, three. Maybe. Yeah, and
0: so thinking back on Dwight Howard winning that um, all those dunk contests with Orlando, actually back when I was going to a lot of the Mavericks games, I'd go early and meet the players and stuff like that. So I'll have to show you this next time you're in Dallas, but it's a signed, really big photo, kind of like poster size, and it's of Dwight Howard and Jameer Nelson is tying the cape on him, and both of them signed it. That's so dope. That's, yeah, that's one of my kind of one of my favorite autographed items I have. I have a, I have a lot of those, but that's definitely one of my favorites is there anything else you want to touch on about all-star saturday night before we take our first break
1: um i will say unpopular opinion i like the three-point contest more so than the dunk contest now really and why is that recent it's just because recently there's not not a lot of big names are going into the slam dunk contest like it used to be Uh because i mean michael jordan the goat he mm-hmm. used to be in the slam yep. g- dunk contest we've been begging lebron to do it he won't do it yeah. i mean i would love to see zion he's hurt i'd love to see jaw he's not going to do it Wait, i mean
0: who was it who said he's never going to do it was that jaw there was a player one of the young guys one of the really good guys said there you will never see me in the dunk contest i
1: i can tell you i think it, it might have been jaw but also i mean Zach levine said that he would he doesn't want to do it again
0: why do we I know, don't know why he didn't i don't know
1: but i mean he's doing a three point i think everyone's going to Because, I mean, you can get hurt.
0: Yeah, you definitely can. You
1: can get hurt if you're doing a slam dunk contest. Mm -hmm. You can get hurt, ruin your season. And especially, like, a team like the Bulls, if they lose Levine because of the slam dunk contest, they're going to be livid. Mm -hmm. So I think the three-point contest now is a lot of bigger names. I think it should be flipped. I think the slam dunk contest should go before the three-point contest. you
0: think the night should end with a three-point contest? I think so. Okay, so, yeah, kind of looking – um, as a three-point contest, I'm going to make this closing statement before I take us into our first break. But I think it would be a ton of fun. Yes, this one has a ton of household names. But what if we had guys again – what if we they threw Curry and Clay in there and, like, just made it completely star-studded shooters? Because the NBA is has so many shooters. Oh, yeah. Um, Superstar shooters. Because, I mean, more than likely, if you're a superstar, you can shoot the three.
1: Yeah, I mean – For the most part. No, no doubt about it.
0: But, I mean, there's – I mean, why not even throw Seth Curry in there?
1: That's something that I'm, was I mean he's been the best shooter in the past what like three seasons. Yeah, that
0: stat that came up last night during the Mavs game. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was Seth Curry, it was Steph Curry who else was in there? And the Joe Harris. Joe Harris was in there. Duncan Robinson was in there and yeah. then they, of course it was a Mavericks broadcast so Bertons Yeah. was on that list as well, but it what it didn't include last season I don't think. Yeah. I think it was 18-19 and 19-20 as those top shooters so But those, I mean
1: even now like the most efficient shooter in the NBA is Seth Curry. Yeah, it's got to be Seth. I mean he's and he's just there and yeah. for him to be playing alongside KD and Kyrie Mm-hmm. Now, plus and, Joe Harris when he gets back. like that's.
0: And for him, to, I can't stand how he's bounced around the league the past few years. Like yes, He doesn't deserve it. Not at all. No, he doesn't deserve it at all. And you won't hear anyone say anything bad about Seth Curry. I mean, he's, he's awesome. And just kind of his journey starting in the G League yeah. of the Warriors and kind of being his brother's undershadow and kind of him being known as Steph Curry's brother. But now he's made his own name. Regardless of if he's Curry's brother or not, he's going to be – remembered as an excellent shooter that can light up the scoreboard. Yeah,
1: I 1000% agree.
0: So with that being said, we're going to go into our first break.
1: So coming out of the break, um, we're going to talk about the All-Star game that's happening on Sunday. Um, So we briefly talked about the um, starters, but I don't think we've talked about the reserves. I mean, I think we've kind of brought up some of the names, but um, I'm going to go through Team KD, who's being coached by Eric Spolstra and the staff of the Miami Heat. Um, yeah, so ahead. the starters are Joel Embiid at the five, John Morant, Jason Tatum, who's the uh, replacement for KD since he's not playing, uh, Trey Young and Andrew Wiggins. And the reserves are D-Book, Carl Anthony Towns, Zach Levine, J- DeJounte Murray, uh chris middleton Lamelo ball and rudy gobert uh ball and murray both are injury replacements for um durant and draymond um so they're just added on to that team um but at first glance compared i mean compared to team lebron and the names that are on team lebron um just thinking off the top of my head i don't really like this team if i'm gonna be completely honest yeah um I feel like all of the star power is on Team LeBron. Yeah, there's Embiid, but, I mean, again, it's it's a guard's wonderland for the yep. all-star game. Yep, there's no Embiid, defense. I
0: mean, Embiid thinks he's a guard now. You saw him take the four-step step back when they were getting pieced. Who were they getting pieced by? Milwaukee the other night when they lost by, like, 43? The Celtics, wasn't it? It's Celtics, yep. yeah. It was Boston.
1: Yeah, so... uh but I mean, you know who his teammate is now, so he's got to practice. Yeah, know?
0: but that's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So, but then after that, there's John Morant. Obviously, we love John Morant. We need to get that John Morant Funko yeah, Pop to Go ASAP. find
0: that John Morant one colored braid Funko Pop. Yeah. Honestly, let's hit GameStop tonight. Okay, let's, let's do go. It. Let's go find that Funko.
1: Yeah, we gotta find it. Um, Jason Tatum, I love Jason Tatum. He's one of my favorite players in the NBA. Um, but again. Not anywhere near the starters of the other team. Uh, Trey Young, also a great player. Andrew Wiggins, you know our thoughts. If you've watched our past few episodes, our thoughts on Andrew Wiggins being an All Star starter. The goat. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, Devin Booker, obviously like that. Um, Carl Anthony Towns, it's a good pickup. There's a lot of good shooting on this team. That's a that is one thing that I like about it. It's because I mean there's. They just chuck up whatever. Um, Trey Young's going to add some three-point debt. Devin Booker can shoot. Carnathan Downs can shoot. Zach Levine can shoot. Chris Middleton can shoot. LaMelo can shoot. Um, Gobert being there, he doesn't really do anything. He's not going to block shots, you know. So, like, he's just going like, to kind of be there running. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't really like this team and, like, the team that KD built.
0: Yeah, so do you want me to go through Team Braun? Yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so who's, to- who's coaching Team LeBron?
1: Uh, Monty Williams, okay, so the Monte, Phoenix Suns.
0: Okay, so Monty Williams is coaching Team LeBron. So we got LeBron, we have Giannis, we have Steph Curry, we have Demar Derozan, we have Jokic, we have Luca, we have Darius Garland, we have CP3, oh. Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell, Fred VanVleet, and James Harden. So yeah, when we're when you're talking about star power and household names and names that um, the lowest level of casual are gonna know. More, it's gotta be Team LeBron.
1: Well, just think of the first three that you said: LeBron, Giannis, and Steph.
0: Probably the most. Would you say the most three most popular players in the league right now? Yeah,
1: I'd. I mean, I'd say so. Mm -hmm. I'd say those are definitely the three most popular. And
0: I mean, three all-time greats. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you're looking at uh, Team Durant, how many all-time greats are we talking already? I think that's. I don't think on that list right now. I think that a lot of them. Will be all time greats, but I don't know if already at this point in the career, if one of those players would be called an all time great right now.
1: That's also young. Oh yeah, all these, all these, all these players are young. Um,
0: Don't get me wrong. There will be multiple all time greats on this team because I mean, Mb, Ja, Tatum, Trey Young. Yeah, there's a lot of great players on that team, but these are all players who I mean, they have their the first three players you named. I mean, they have their rings. Yep. Um, I mean, they're the most popular. So, yeah, I, I, my, and then
1: you pair it with the MVP, Jokic. He's you know? your MVP pick? I mean, he's MVP last year.
0: Okay. So, he, you think that's who you got this year?
1: He's MVP last year. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's my pick for MVP this year because I think the other center on the other team is um, a little better in, in Embiid, at least this mm-hmm. year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you add Jokic, you add CP3, who's another player who's an all-time great. Um, Jimmy Butler, I'd say he's an all-time great. James Harden, all-time great. Yeah, I mean, this, DeMar DeRozan.
0: Yeah, dude, especially what he's doing this year. Yeah. I mean, he was always good in Toronto, and, I mean, San Antonio was an interesting stretch for him. Kind yeah. Of the- say the least but yeah now I mean he just look, had no help there yeah he didn't and he kind of got overlooked because with San Antonio once Timmy and um Tony Parker Manu and Kawhi yeah. left it was kind of San Antonio was a team that was making the playoffs but they weren't they talked weren't about doing them. anything they weren't they yeah. weren't doing anything weren't first round exits them. yep so the team that pops off the page to me is obviously team LeBron and LeBron he always makes sure he always makes sure to get Luka on his team every time. Um, I think that before before Luca signed with Jordan, it was heard that LeBron wanted to sign Luca and have Luca as like the first LeBron athlete or whatever. So having Luca on Team LeBron is no surprise when I saw that. So I think that watching Team LeBron, it's kind of more of the seasoned vets and proven players against a lot of the young guys because I mean, how many first time all stars are in this game? There's definitely, what, four or five easily. So
1: Garland. Yep. Van Fleet. Yep. Um
0: Was Jaw an all-star last year?
1: No. Jaw. Okay. Jaw. Lamello.
0: Andrew Wiggins.
1: Andrew Wiggins. DeJounte Murray.
0: Yep. Lamello.
1: Yeah, I just said Lamello. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean I think that's that's all of them. Yeah, right that there. should be
0: that's a lot. And if you're looking at the team okay team lebron actually does have two first time all stars and i guess the rest are on durant cuz it's ja it's wiggins it's Dejounte, and then lamelo mm-hmm. so six first time all stars <laughs> i really like that because it's kind of putting a spotlight on players that a lot of people don't talk about a whole lot like
1: but also not to be depressing but we are getting older and all these players are getting older so yeah. these are the names that are gonna take over the NBA yeah, we're old dude I know we're getting up there yeah but um yeah I mean these are the names that are gonna take over the league for years to come I mean yeah. shoot we're in 2022
0: how how are we in 2022 we're in
1: 2022 LeBron still an all-star starter and captain um but yeah like Giannis he's gonna be there for a while DeMar DeRozan He'll be there for a few more years. Jokic will be there for a while. Doncic is going to be there for a while. We're going to see Darius Garland in and out all the time. Mm-hmm. CP three's career is kind of um, turning for the older side, you know. Um, I, mean, I mean, getting shoot... all
0: those rings gets exhausting, man.
1: Shut up, shut up. Um, but yeah, I mean, John Morant's going to be there for a while. Trey Young. I mean, I like, I like this. I like how we're kind of seeing a, yeah. a good, nice little mix of. Our childhood and like LeBron and Steph and Chris Paul, yep. um, and like KD, all mm-hmm. them kind of pair alongside the players that are new and up and coming. You know, yeah. I kind of like that. I like how I like we're seeing. Too. I like how we're seeing a nice little mix of those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like, I like Team LeBron. If I're gonna put money and bet money on some someone, you know. Got to bet for yeah, Team LeBron.
0: I w- we'll have to look at the spread and all that later. Yeah. That's something fun because we've kind of talked about – we always talk about sports betting and we talk about the coulda, shoulda, wouldas because yeah. we never bet money. But we always, like, I have no idea how the Mavericks were only favored by two and a half last night.
1: Yeah, but they almost, they almost choked.
0: They did almost choke. They were up by, like, 24 and they pulled Luka and the second unit was – not doing what they should have done and then they had to put Luca back in and then it got way too close at the end. But I mean, throwing like twenty dollars on that would have been fun, but I would have been sweating at the end of the game while mm-hmm. you were passed out on the couch while I was watching the game. But yeah, really. yeah, that was that was definitely a a fun game to watch. But yeah, sports betting is definitely something that maybe one day I can get into. It's not it's mm-hmm. currently not legal in Texas or Oklahoma. But I mean, you can always just do it with someone else or do it with a friend. So that's that is something kind of fun. It's that, gonna change. Sports oh, betting
1: is gonna be legal in yeah, all fifty yeah, states. it will here be. Yeah, it will be. Very and shortly.
0: And it's fun, but also, I mean, that's dangerous. It is very dangerous because uh, you usually when you talk about um, when you talk about sports betting, you hear more often than not you hear about the people who lost a lot of money than mm-hmm. um, won a lot of money. Cause dude, when we were watching the finals in the Bahamas together. You remember how much money our friend that we met Mike lost. Yeah. What I was mean, it? Three hundred thousand dollars. I it had He to showed be. us he showed us his ticket on the FanDuel app or whatever and he had lost a lot of money. But
1: he's also made a lot of money. Yeah. I mean he's this dude was I mean, something that I've never even experienced oh, before. No. I mean I've never i I've never met anyone that has had that type of money thrown down on sports betting no and, the- and I mean if we're gonna be completely honest he didn't know anything oh
0: he knew nothing about the he game. didn't
1: know anything about what was going None on in the, the game players. nothing he literally just was throwing money just to yeah, throw money probably
0: one of his friends that was a CEO was on the phone with them, and he said throw however much how much money did he he had money on phoenix was it
1: he had money on phoenix and we were the only three that were rooting for phoenix against the clippers there was
0: a bunch of dudes sitting at the bar um of the sports book there and they were just yelling and rooting against the suns and of course no it was the western conference finals yeah because didn't the clippers make the western conference finals was it clippers suns
1: i think it was Clippers. yeah because we were
0: watching we were watching the western conference finals there and it was clippers suns and all of these other dudes at the bar were screaming for the Clippers and this and that.
1: Oh, and that was the that was the dunk by um DeAndre Ayton.
0: Which which one? I mean,
1: remember the the alley like right at the buzzer?
0: Oh, yep, yep, at the bu- the buzzer beater. And, and everyone
1: was freaking out because yeah. we were in the Bahamas and obviously he's from the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone was freaking yeah, out.
0: Yeah, everyone was freaking out at that and yeah because all of these dudes at the bars to uh if just to kind of say the least me and ian there's no way we'd choose to be friends with any of these yeah. guys they were probably a little bit older than us but definitely college kids and just to say the least we would not probably be friends with these dudes just we we their their attitudes were, were not very good but anyways besides the point yeah. it was really fun watching uh, watching it with someone who had money on the game because he was so excited. I remember him like oh, hugging, yeah. hugging us, and he he won all this money, and he threw it on something that he had zero idea about. Yeah,
1: uh-huh. yeah. So I mean, sports betting is definitely it's blowing up. Mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's getting into sports betting now. Yeah, like there's there's people that I would wouldn't even think that had any interest in sports. So that are like, hey, who is like who's gonna win the Super Bowl or yeah. or who Who's your favorite for MVP mm-hmm. um, in the NBA? And I'm like I didn't even know that you watch sports. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. i Yeah, it is just it the way that people, you know, parlay's, the way you can just make money off of just putting some random stuff yeah, down on a piece of paper. But also lose money.
0: You don't see all of the lost parlays, but you see the one ones, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: but I mean there's there's people that put 5 bucks down and they can win 3 million dollars yeah, like it's crazy yeah so and, yeah, I mean I think it's it is absolutely insane. yeah and live stuff.
0: proposal for you Ian here now that we kind of have a Q and a section at the end of our podcast, I think kind of a fun segment to add at the end of our episodes every Friday because that's when we record our locks that we think we have for the weekend for betting. yeah, kind of the locks that we have for the Friday night NBA games or Saturday games. I think that would be really fun. maybe some fun parlays that we can kind of do yeah and I think we can kind of have mock money. And we have our locks, and we put our mock money down, and we see at the end of the season who who made more, who lost more. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so we'll do that. And, Ian, have you said everything kind of you want to say about, about the, the All-Star game? Yeah, All-Star game yeah. Sunday night.
1: Yeah, I'm ready to see no defense, um, no hustle, um, all all of the above. And I mean, I think I really, really hope that – I wish I could just go back to watching the um, 2020 All-Star game again.
0: They need to why did they not keep that format? I,
1: they should have kept that format. I think they that was the best All-Star game I have ever seen. Yep. Uh all of them were playing for Kobe. Mhm. Um
0: Did we watch that together by the way? I don't think so. We didn't? No. Okay, cuz I think
1: that was I don't know, it wasn't spring break.
0: Well, that would have been I
1: was cuz I was watching it at my house in Tulsa.
0: Okay. So maybe was that COVID or no?
1: That was right before COVID.
0: Okay, so, yeah, who knows? We You were probably home for the weekend. I probably watched it at the dorms. But, yeah. yeah, they need to definitely bring that format back. But, Ian, last question before I take us into our break and get to do our Q&A. Who is your MVP pick? Because I think my MVP pick is, you know, I'm going to go with Giannis. You're
1: going with Giannis? Yep. Um, I'm going to go kind of – I'm going to go wild card here. Andrew Wiggins. No. I'm going with – the hometown hero and Darius Garland. DG for
0: All-Star MVP? I
1: think he's going to go out. He's going to give all of the Cleveland fans what they want to see. He's paired alongside another Cleveland legend in LeBron James. Um, I think – I mean, Ian, isn't it It's fan voting for MVP?
0: I think so. I, I don't 100% remember if it's completely fan voting, but I kind of remember – during the All Star Game, hopping on Twitter and yeah, um, doing so all that. I
1: think if it is fan voting, I think Darius Garland can get a lot considering that it's in Cleveland. It's um he's paired alongside LeBron James with Steph Curry with Giannis. If he can go out and actually play like really well, um like he's been doing all season, I think that he can he could definitely um make a case for, uh, the All Star Game MVP win that Kobe Bryant Award, um. But yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Darius Garland, actually. I'm gonna keep okay. keep that pick.
0: Cool. Yeah. So Ian, that'll be that'll be a fun pick. I'm rooting for DG2. So with that being said, it's gonna this is gonna take us into our final break and our QA session. Welcome back to Coast to Coast, a basketball podcast. This is our last segment for today's episode, and it's our first QA session, and I'm really excited for this segment just because we got amazing feedback and kind of how we've done it this week is Ian has been blind to all the questions and I've gotten to see them and next week it's going to be the other way around. So first off we had a few votes on our poll and it was who won the Simmons and Harden trade. Ian what team do you think got more votes the Sixers or the Nets?
1: Um, I'm going to say the Nets
0: so actually the Sixers got more votes okay so that was the results of our poll thank you to all of you who um, consistently listen to our episodes and answered our polls that means so much to us and it's just really fun to see the feedback and now actually announcement for you too we have listeners in 21 different countries because I was working on my resume so I think that's really cool that is dope yeah that's really cool um, so the first question is from Morgan Smith. Ian, I told you about her. Um, she plays at Southwest OSU mm-hmm. and she's from Plano. And even though she claims she beats me in horse every time, that is absolutely not the case. Morgan's question was something we already talked about, but we can touch on it again um, Is who's our All Star MVPs? So if you want to just restate yours real quick and then I'll restate mine and we'll um,
1: move on. I'm going to say Darius Garland again. Yeah. Um, I see another name on that same exact team, Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, who I really, really want to switch my pick, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest to uh, Darius Garland and yeah. keep that pick.
0: Yeah, and just for fun and kind of to give y'all some new content, since I already said Giannis, I'm gonna give a runner up, and I'm gonna give it to Steph Curry.
1: Okay, I'm gonna give my runner up. I'm giving it to Chris Paul. I think okay. the reserves on on Team LeBron is going to, are gonna get it done.
0: Okay, and Ian, this is a question from one of our great friends, Brody Myers. Okay, Brody asks. If all of these Thunder players are as good as Twitter makes them out to be, why can't they put it all together?
1: Um, they are still in rebuild mode. They're still trying to tank. I think that they, their goal right now this season, is just to go out there, get their young guys some, you know, just some minutes out in the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw Lindy Waters go out and and yep. play. Um, and I mean, if he's on any other team, he's not seeing the floor. Mm-mm he's not. he's not seeing the floor. I think this this team is I think everyone is just excited for this young OKC team just yeah. because of all the upside that they have. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean with that I've seen I've seen that question all the time. I've seen yeah. the question is why can't they put it together? I mean they're still young. They're still yeah. trying to get some experience. Mm-hmm. They're tr- still trying to do all these things, but I personally love what the Thunder have done and what yeah. the people that they've kind of brought in. They brought in Josh Giddy who is looking to be a soon all star. Um I mean he's racked up a couple triple doubles, um and all that stuff. Shea's obviously a very, very great player. Um I mean Jeremiah Robinson Earl, he's been playing pretty decent. Mike Muscala, he's being the vet on the team. Um he's bringing their age up a little bit because I think he's like 33 and everyone yeah. else is
0: young and uh, they're close to be young low 20s, 20s. Yeah. yeah
1: low 20s I mean there's a, what Josh Kitty's what 19 what we said yeah so yeah, so, I yeah. Love Josh.
0: so yeah I'm gonna answer this question now and Ian this is a question that we've kind of talked about um, one-on-one just because like I'm not gonna lie I've also come Brody I'm with you there in a way just because I mean we're for, we're living in Oklahoma so yeah the people in Oklahoma, they love the Thunder. They love the Thunder. That's the only all thing. they've got. Yep. That's all we got. Yep. That's all they've got. So I completely understand why all the Oklahomans love the Thunder. And yes, Brody, I'm gonna be with you. Sometimes I get tired of seeing how much Twitter is all things Thunder, but also that's all they got. So I respect it. And who I really like who's put it together this season, Ian, is Trey Mann.
1: Trey, yeah, Trey Mann's played very, very well.
0: He's really good, and he's someone that not necessarily everyone thought was going to be just this big of a role already, and just recently he's really stepped it up because, I mean, I mean, he's a rookie. Yeah. And he's been balling. So, I mean, also Josh Giddy, both of them being rookies, I mean, the way Lou Dort's been playing kind of turned it from Lou.
1: A, Lou Dort is one of my favorite players to watch right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I mean the way his intensity on defense, and then he can mm-hmm. turn around and play extremely well on, um, on offense. Yeah, I mean I yeah. really like him.
0: Yeah, and so th- I'm before I start talking about giddy and all them, we also have another question, regarding the Thunder. So let me go find that for us real quick, just okay. so we don't um answer the question before we even get into it. So this is from my cousin's husband, Tyler Wedding. Shout out to Tyler, um, so thankful for you being a part of the family. Um, Tyler asks. What do you think of the Young Core and Thunder? Uh, what do you think of the Young Core of the Thunder? Excuse me. Josh Giddy, who he said is a rising star. Mm-hmm. Trey Mann and Lou Dort. And also the addition of Oklahoma State grown Lindy Waters. Ian Tyler is also an alumni of OSU as well. Okay, dope. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I, I like the, the addition of Lindy Waters. I don't think it's a long term <laughs> thing. I think it was more of just having someone get some experience, and then they'll probably bump them down to the G League whenever mm-hmm. they get these billions of picks that they have yep. um, used. Um, one name that I think they left out was Darius Baisley. I yep. think he's played extremely well. I mean, he's averaging around 10 points, and I mean, that's a huge turnaround. Yep. And I mean, he's still extremely young. I love what they built. They're still stars away of competing, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's going to come with time. All these players are young. All these players aren't making that much money compared to the average salary oh, yeah their
0: cap they have cap to go get a star i'm sure
1: oh yeah and so totally. i i mean they have to pay shay i think his
0: they already did they did yeah is, is that
1: already in effect
0: yeah, that I'm, contract's already in effect yeah, I'm pretty okay, sure. Cool. let me go see what it was but i'm pretty sure they gave him a huge contract pretty cool. recently
1: Cool. Okay. So yeah.
0: Oh yeah. They so they extend. Dude, he's on a 172 million dollar contract. I mean, they gotta lock him up though. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I. I'm not complaining. He got his bag. He deserved it.
1: They have to, especially if they if they know that they're gonna be in a tank for probably a season or a season again. Um. They gotta lock him up. Yeah. They can't let him his morale go down for the team and all this stuff. So yeah, I think they definitely definitely need to lock him up long term. As, um, yeah, as they should because
0: yeah. it's gonna be hard to get Thunder players to come from different cities and to sign in free agency. Yeah. So that's I kind of think that's why they're stacking up on all these picks. Get mm-hmm. these guys while they're young, get them playing in the Thunder organization um, while they're young, build up um, all their potential. And see what they can do um, starting from the Thunder so yeah Tyler that's um, how we're gonna answer that question
1: they're putting up fights too against oh, good yeah. teams oh, yeah, they, they always are. do yeah. I mean we went to the Warriors game and they were winning majority of that game yeah most of it is because of Shea but I mean that doesn't matter at the end of the yeah, day and they've it's been just the, without him a little bit recently. yeah they've been without him I mean shoot they fought with the the Suns the other night mm-hmm. um, I mean they're they're playing tough basketball I mean yeah. they, they all are playing well together Um, It's just they don't have that star. They don't have that leader that they truly need. They need to go get a big name, and this team is competing for a championship, I think. I agree. In a couple years, this team will be competing for championships. Yeah,
0: I think within the next two years, they'll – maybe three. We'll say they'll be making the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs within the next two years. Okay, next two.
1: I think they're competing within the next three through five. Years, I think they're the Thunder are going to be a top four seed in the West, competing for a championship.
0: Okay, Ian. So um, I think about four people asked this question. Um, who's who? Who's who asked it? Our friend Luke St- Santangelo, Jaden um and then. Um, Hayden Owensby um, So we, we know all three of those people And also there's also a um, Secondary question to this okay. So I'll bring that up once I ask you this So who is your MVP pick, MVP pick As of right now
1: As of right now My MVP pick Is Probably Joel Embiid
0: Okay, yep, that's mine too
1: Just Just because He's leading the league in points He's basically been playing by himself.
0: Yep, no Um, Ben Simmons. No Ben Simmons. all year.
1: And he's leading this team to, they're the three seed now. Home
0: home court advantage. Yeah. And they're bringing in Harden now, too. They're bringing
1: in Harden. I mean, Philly looks really good right now, especially on paper. Mm -hmm. Um, They look really good. I think he's, he's up there for MVP. I'm going to be a little biased here. I think Chris Paul should be at least in the conversation okay. for MVP. Okay, yeah. So He those... has their, it's the best record in the, in the uh, NBA. They, the, what, what he's done with this Suns team is absolutely insane. It's almost like what's kind of funny is if you look at the standings in the NBA, especially for the West, it's almost like it's completely flipped from a few years ago. Yeah. I mean – the Rockets are at the bottom. The Thunder are at the bottom. The Lakers are down towards like around the nine seed.
0: Clippers are an eight seed.
1: Clippers are an eight seed. Yeah, the Warriors are still two.
0: Minnesota is the seven seed.
1: Yeah, Minnesota's seven seed. Portland still run the ten. But yeah, you have teams like that that are on the down. But then the Suns, just a few years ago, a few years back. They were not anything. Mm-mm. They had Devin Booker going out and scoring seventy, and still lost and the dang lo- and game. Losing, yeah. He still lost the dang game. That's what's crazy about the Western Conference is just how flipped it is now. The Grizzlies, the three seed. Mm-hmm. That's what John Morant's another some another person that I love for uh, MVP. Yep. I I pers- but right now, if I had to choose just one player. I'm choosing the big man in Philadelphia, Joel yep. Embiid.
0: I'm gonna take the big man in Philly too, Joel Embiid. Shout out to Luke. I mean, he's he's been trying to convince me all year that Joel's the MVP, and I kind of would go against him just to kind of mess with him, but also because I wasn't sure if he was my MVP. But just how well he's been doing by himself, mm-hmm. three seed in the East, that's deserving of MVP. And Ian, um, our friend. Um, Going back to the Bahamas, Vaughn dropped a question in our thing. Mm -hmm. So, shout out to Vaughn. Vaughn asked, does DeMar DeRozan have a strong case for MVP? Yes. I think
1: that's another name that I think should be up there. And another name is Luka.
0: Yeah, I wanted to touch on that too, but I knew I'd ramble for 15 minutes. I
1: know you would. But I think Luka and DeMar are kind of in that same boat. Mm -hmm. They're leading teams. I mean, DeMar is averaging, I think, like 28 points. And he's shooting – extremely well. I want to say uh-huh. I think he's in the top 5 and most efficient shooters. I think he's shooting I think he's honestly shooting around 50%.
0: Yeah, and he's playing the best basketball of his career and he's over yeah. 30 years old. He's 32 and he's playing the best basketball of his career. Mm-hmm. Goodness. His last three games, 38, 40 and 38. So ridiculous. Yeah, so um Vaughn, we will both say that yes, he's in that conversation and next week I'm sure we'll have a segment segment on Luka just because he's had Three of his last four games of have been 45 plus.
1: Well, hasn't he scored like 199 points in the last five games? Five, five games.
0: Yeah, and that also gets brought down by his 21 point game. Um, I can't remember who they played, but he had a 21 point game within this past four game stretch, and I think the Mavs lost that game. I can't remember, but yeah. But then the others have been um, 45 plus. He had that 51 point game mm-hmm. last night. What did he? 49.
1: Last night, 49, yeah. Because I think if he – yeah, because he missed two free throws he, yeah. to make it 50 points. And
0: Luka, he, he, his free throws shooting, I mean, I think it's 73%, but yeah, that's ridiculous. He missed
1: two free throws, and he would have had 200 points and a 50 ball. Yeah. 200 points in the last five games yeah. and then a 50 ball. Mm-hmm. That would have been nuts.
0: So I'm going to go – touching off of that because I see, I see two Dallas questions here. So we're going to go ahead and knock both of those out real quick. And Ian, the first question was from Michael Medoff, you know him as Bugatti. Mm-hmm. So he asked, "How can the Mavs benefit from the KP trade?"
1: I mean, we've been seeing Bertons playing out of his mind recently. Yeah, I he mean, he had he's, that
0: one really good game. The, he's had hi- the other night with that that dunk transition. He was, was, was the Heat. Hyped, yeah, it was Miami. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. i I mean, I think Bertons is good. Dinwiddie, eh. He's been uh, he, he's been iffy. He he's had, been a little shaky recently. Yeah, but he, I think I mean he's getting used to a new environment. But mm-hmm. Berton's right away, he's been playing really well. Yeah, he has. And, and I I mean this is one thing that we kinda talk about um a lot. You got two players who are actually willing to play for someone who is still hasn't played. Yeah, who Like was, KP KP hasn't he didn't play what, for like a week or two?
0: He missed a ton of games for knee soreness, but then he's Going to Washington and saying he's ready to play as soon as Saturday. Just all of that is so cloudy, and I'm ready to hear um, the stories that the journalists come, that the journalists write this summer because it's going to come out, just like the Carlisle stuff came out. No one knew for a while, but then it came out that Luca didn't like the way he treated his teammates, and Rick um, kind of just was tough on some of the guys, and Luca Luca didn't like the way he was treating some of his teammates and how Rick thought Dennis Smith Jr. was jealous of Luka just stupid stuff that came out but it's it's going to come out about KP so yeah Michael I'm going to touch on that a little too I think the Mavericks have benefited just because like Ian said KP was not playing very much yes he was having a great not a great season I mean better season we thought he bounced back but then he wasn't playing all the time and just just ridiculous the same Porzingis stuff that happened we'd see games where he'd actually Look like he wanted to be there. We'd see games where he didn't. But yeah, I'm gonna go with just Burton's impact. I don't really wanna talk about Dinwiddie. I think that I don't I see him averaging less points for the Mavs than he did with the Wizards all year.
1: Well, I mean, you gotta think though. He is fifth option on offense.
0: From Dallas? From Dallas. Yeah, so I'm gonna give ahead of him is gonna be Luca.
1: Luca, obviously. Brunson. Brunson.
0: Honestly, Reggie Bullock.
1: Bullock, Berton's. Yeah,
0: Berton's. There's. Kleber? hmm. Yeah, Maxi's. Maxi has played very well the last two games. So yeah. yeah. I'm going to say they benefit just because it's another shooter for Luca. Berton's, he takes a lot of tough shots. So I think that's kind of why y'all see his percentage a little lower. If you just watch him, he takes a lot of contested catch and shoot threes, but he also makes a lot of those. So yeah. that's how I'm going to say. He
1: is the green light. hmm. He does. He has the green light, mm-hmm, he does, which he the green light and, already. And him playing alongside of. Good playmaker and Luka Doncic, I think that'll be nice. Yes.
0: And Ian, this is something we talked about a lot last episode, so we can kind of keep this short. Um, our friend Brock asked us, "Do you think Dallas did the right thing regarding KP?"
1: Yes. I I'm, like, I'm gonna stick with it because you're getting two players that are actually gonna play.
0: Yep, and I'm gonna say that too. I'm gonna say yes too. I do think they need to find a way to maybe. I'm not gonna say get rid of those contracts, but I. It breaks my heart that. I think Jalen Brunson's out the door with Dinwiddie and Berton's contract locking up a lot of money. I think it's going to be. Uh, unless they move one of them. Yeah, which I hope they do because, Ian, like I, I mean, you see how much I hype up Brunson, but yeah. I really, I really do mean it. Um, all the things I think about Well, Jaylen. he's worth it. He is worth, he's it. worth he's, it. He's a baller. So this is another question that's asked um, by a few people. So um, our friend Noah, uh, my roommate, he asked us, Um, Who are your dark horse playoff teams in the NBA this year, and why? So I think what we should do right now is we'll each pull up the standings and let's choose um, a five through eight seed in the East and a five through eight seed in the West who we think could make a run.
1: Okay, so East is kind of easy. Nets are an eight seed. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of easy. Yeah, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee's a five. Celtics are a six. Mm-hmm. I think all three of those teams can make runs, especially yeah. with teams like the Cavs who don't really have playoff experience with those young yeah. players. The Sixers are obviously going to be good. The Bulls look good, but they've been struggling against good teams. Mm-hmm. And I think my favorite is the Heats to come out of the um, East. So, um, But I think obviously the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Nets, the Raptors have been playing really well. Um, I mean, all of those teams I think could put up a fight against any of them. Yeah. Um, now in the West, I mean, the Lakers maybe if they turn their season around, they have to. Mavericks are a dark horse, but the West I think is just a toss up. There's no, mm-hmm. as well as the Suns have been playing, and they're around seven games ba- or seven games ahead of the second seed. Um, they still have flaws in their in their game. I mean, yeah. Chris Paul has been playing extremely well Devin Booker's been playing well but he's been shooting kind of poorly recently Um, DeAndre Ayton is DeAndre Ayton he's been playing just like how he played in the playoffs Uh, the Suns look really really good and they're my favorite to come out of the West Um, but I mean I think this is kind of a toss-up and recently if my dark horse for someone who can kind of make some noise towards the end of the season is the Pelicans
0: Okay.
1: I I like the Pelicans. That C J McCollum trade, I think, was great for them. They got someone who can play. Zion's out. He's he might go through another surgery, which would suck.
0: Yeah, and we actually got a question about Zion too. So kind of okay. hold off a little bit on the Zion yeah yeah talk. I'll, yeah. I'll hold off on that, but yeah. go back
1: to the Pelicans. I think if they can make a push for that play in, um, and get that ten seed from the Blazers, I think that's a that'll be nice. I mean, yeah, they they that team's good. Mm-hmm. They have CJ, they have Brandon Ingram. And Herb we, Jones has played really well.
0: And dude, the way CJ gosh. I I mean, CJ he didn't get overshadowed in Portland, but I mean, he was he was sidekicks with Dame, so Dame was always the main point. Watching CJ last night, he can just score the ball. He's an all-star. Yeah, he is. He's, He's an all-star. He is. And
1: he played like one last night. And I mean, shoot, they're tied for the 11 seed right now, so they're literally mm-hmm. they're two games back from the 10 seed, which is in the play-in. They can make some noise towards yeah. and make a run. The Spurs, mm, I'm I don't really like that. Kings obviously not. Thunder obviously not. Rockets obviously not. But everything else, I think all these teams can kind of make one. Timberwolves, they're good. I like the Timberwolves. I think they're good. But um, but my dark horse per se, um, I'm gonna go with the Nuggets just because they have Jokic. Yeah. I mean, he's someone who can control games he's a six seed they'd be um, playing against Memphis in the first round which I mean another young team who doesn't really have men- much playoff experience um, but I mean yeah I'm I'm gonna stick with my Nuggets pick for a dark horse coming out of the west
0: yeah so I'm gonna go ahead and hit my two teams on the east we have actually in we got a lot of questions to get through so um, okay. I'm just gonna touch on I obviously the Bucks. Um, they're, I mean, they're the fifth seed, but they're only two and a half games back. So that's yeah. why I'm saying the Bucks. Mm-hmm. They're a bottom bottom four seed in the East currently, and I think they have the potential to go win it all. But I think my dark horse, honestly, out of the West, um, I'm gonna say Denver with you two just because Jokic. But don't sleep on the Mavs. They have that secondary score with Brunson now. Which you didn't see with uh, KP and, and the playoffs. He sat in the corner the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they have that second player who can go get some go get some buckets when they need it. Um, they obviously have great shooting. Sadly, Hardaway is going to be out, and he was a huge piece of what they did in the playoffs last year in the first round. But, I mean, Bullock was playing well in Tim Hardaway's absence. They have Brunson. They have Bertons now. Maxey has been playing better. So I'll take the Mavericks as my Western Conference um, kind of dark horse. And then – Real quick, um, your brother Isaac, brother I, he mm-hmm. said, who is a sleeper pick to win it all? So we kind of touched on that, but you want to hit it again real quick.
1: Um, a sleeper pick to win it all. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's much of a sleeper pick, um, just because it's the Nets, but I mean they're yeah. the eight seed. Mm-hmm. It's kind of tough. Yeah, that's what I was um, thinking too when I saw the question. But yeah. <coughs> um. I think the Celtics.
0: Okay. Okay. That's, that is not, I probably would have never said that, but I I respect N- the it. The
1: reason why I say the Celtics is because they're a bottom half seeding right yeah, now. They are. The Nets are still favorite. Bucks are still favorites to come out of the, the East. Cavs, I don't think will do it. The Bulls struggle against good teams. The Heat, they're still my favorites to come out, but they're kind of in that same tier as the Nets and the Bucks, as everyone yeah. kind of expects them. I think the Celtics and Sixers are kind of in that same boat um, where they're not the favorites, but they're still contending mm-hmm. yeah. to come and make a run. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with the Celtics just because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, if they're both on, they can beat any team in the NBA. I that's the one coming out of the east is kind of a sleeper team. Yep. Um, now in the west.
0: Oh, and also, Ian, I'm gonna t- say this real quick. Okay. Too. What's funny is I overlooked this for a second. Both of our brothers pretty much asked the exact same question because my brother Jet, who you know to you know well too, mm-hmm. me and Ian both have great relationships with each other's brothers. Kind of our families have become our own. Um, like. Each of our families has become our own family so very very thankful for that but that's beside the point my brother jet asked shout out to jet he said what team in the nba do you have a sleeper to win the championship and go far in the playoffs so same kind of question as isaac which is funny because they didn't even talk but i'm gonna i'll kind of touch on mine real quick okay and uh then you can kind of see what you think so go far in the playoffs i mean I just don't want to call the Nets a sleeper just because they're not sleepers. They're not, they're not. They're not but they're they're they are a low. They are the eight seed right now. Yeah. But I'm gonna just for fun. I'm gonna mix it up, and let's go. You already touched on Denver, though. I don't wanna. I don't wanna talk about Denver, dude. I'm gonna. I can't say Dallas. I want to. say I know Dallas. you want to. I just wa- say, it. I, I'll, I'll say, just say it. I'll say Dallas. I'll say Dallas and. All bias aside, and I'm going to tell y'all why Why I think they can. Dude, they should have beat the Clippers in six. Mm-hmm. They, I can't remember the score of the series. It was the first game in Dallas. They had that huge run at the beginning of the first quarter. Hardaway wasn't missing. Luka wasn't missing. And whatever, 30-10 to 10 runs, something crazy. Don't remember exactly. I was watching at the Lake House with my family. Everyone's mm-hmm. going nuts. Yeah. School's just out. I'm fantasizing the Mavericks making a playoff run in my head and they pull Luka and of course the Clippers battle back goodness Ibaka Patrick all their all their wing kind of big shooters were knocking down and and next thing you know it's a game again and the Mavericks lost that game and then I think game four they got their butts handed to Mm -hmm. them that's what happened and then the Mavericks lost that series in seven even though they did battle back at the end of game seven I I just think that now that the way Brunson's playing, having Burton's play um, some more, just having that knockdown shooter, Reggie Bullock's going to get healthy. And I just think that with the way Luka is playing, he showed that he can carry them past good teams.
1: Okay, so my question for you. hmm If the NBA were to, to go into the playoffs right now, yeah. the Mavericks play the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Who's guarding Rudy Gobert?
0: See, Ian, and I was even tweeting about this last night, and um, I had to answer. I pretty much said the Mavericks need a rim protector badly because these mid-big men centers that they come in, the Mavericks do not have a true center on their roster other than Boban Marjanovic.
1: But my thing is there's Rudy Gobert you have to worry about, yeah, and then Hassan Whiteside is coming off the bench yeah, for so- him
0: they they do get dominant they do get dominated on the boards and they're they're a bottom half rebounding and bottom bottom half shot blocking team
1: and then you have mike conley who can prob could give buckets to jb i mean they'll and trade JB's him he's
0: going to give conley buckets too they'll trade him yeah
1: Donna mitchell can play defense Mm -hmm. on luca luca's still gonna drop 30 but no
0: one no one can i don't think anyone can completely lock down luca
1: yeah no one i mean i think all the stars in the nba can't get completely locked down Mm -hmm. they can slow him down but i think donovan Mitchell can slow him down enough um luca donovan Mitchell in the playoffs is always fun to watch because he's explosive he carries the team carries the load does everything for him um I think that's a good matchup.
0: And it's in. it would probably – more than likely – actually, I mean, the Mavericks are only a game and a half. Who knows? It could Who be. knows?
1: I oh, mean, shoot. The, yeah. the Suns could probably – the Suns can lose every single game and drop to the five seed. The and, Suns are going to be the one seed. I think the Suns will end up being the one seed. Yeah, but so. Um,
0: just so we can hit a couple more of the questions, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Mavericks of that. And are you cool if we move on to the next one? Yeah. Okay, so – the next one is also about Zion, and it's from our friend Marshall, um, Pelicans fan, New Orleans born. He said, with so many young stars in the league, do you see Zion getting back to that prominence, or will he be overshadowed and forgotten because of constant injuries? And, uh, gosh, I hate answering this question because it's really sad.
1: It is sad. I love Zion. I do too. It just – it really sucks that he's battling this these injuries just – over and over again, um I mean he's as it seems, it looks like he's gaining a lot of weight it yeah, it's just it a is lot, like a lot, yeah, like it is it is bad, and I hate to say it, but if he's not gonna come back on the court anytime soon, I mean he's wasting away his not his prime, but I mean he's gonna be battling injuries his entire career, yeah, he is, and hes wasting time out of his career right now. I mean, he's 21. Yep. He's still young. He's I mean, it just it really really does suck that all this stuff's going on with him. Um but yeah, I I could see him coming back especially after the surgery if I really really hope that it 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 comes it, I actually I'm going to say this. I hope that the, these surgeries help Zion out so he can get back on the court because I want to see him play like he usually does and go out and average 30 yep. shoot 70 percent from the field and
0: grab 12 rebounds too. 12
1: rebounds absolutely bully someone who's six inches taller than him mm-hmm. yeah I, I want to see that Zion back on the court and I want to see him absolutely compete and shoot add another star to this Pelicans team
0: yeah yeah so yeah we even watched the Pelicans last night and they clapped it close with Dallas Mm -hmm. Um, I mean they came back they didn't keep it close the whole game but without Zion and Marshall I'm I really really want Zion to get back to the way he was playing but what didn't it come out recently he needs another surgery it's 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 just it's always something with Zion and the way they were teaching him like the different way to walk and all this and him gaining it looks like 40-50 pounds yeah it's it's just crazy. I. It's it, It'll it leave people speechless just because, I mean, you see how dominant he was in college. I mean, he's always been bigger. But, yeah. I mean, he's in the NBA. He needs to have that dietician. He needs to have a personal – I'm sure he does have a personal yeah. chef But it's just crazy with how much weight he's gained in this short amount of time. And mm-hmm. when he's having this surgery, it's going to be hard for him to be losing it. So who knows? He'll probably stay at that same weight. But – I will say this: He does have time to get his weight under check, um, to get healthy and all that. So I'm not gonna say. I mean, that's
1: all. I mean, that's all something that's gonna come with him playing yeah. too. I mean, he just needs to get back on the court, but he just needs to get that foot, yeah, worked on and everything like that. And honestly, the Pelicans can take if they want to. They can take this season and be like, okay, hey, we're content with losing and you know maybe just looking forward to next year yeah. and all that stuff but now they're just trying to gel all those pieces together around Zion mm-hmm. and have them play together and get some experience so then whenever Zion is back you have CJ you have Brandon Ingram and you have Zion plus a young Herb Jones mm-hmm. and everything like that yeah i think i mean
0: hey, and Valanciunas the way he's been Valanciunas i mean shoot Jackson Hayes as yeah. well they have a solid young core so yeah yeah
1: they have a, they have a great young core there um i mean shoot uh, Jose Alvarado's been playing pretty well too. I mean, I this team's good. Yeah. Vontae Graham, uh, Vontae Graham's a baller. I, yeah, he's so good. Yeah, I mean they they have a lot of, of good pieces on this team. I just hope Zion can get back and I mean, turn things around.
0: Yeah, I I do too. And I mean, we could talk about this forever. I mean, who knows? One day during the offseason, this could be a whole episode talk talk about Zion. Yeah, just this should have it. I really hope. He's not one of those players that everyone talks about the shoulda, coulda, would So that's we're going to end off on um, hold off on the rest of the Zion talk. But mm-hmm. Marshall, thank you for the question. Then we have one more question from Ryan Shro- Schroeder before a question from my dad, and then we'll close out the episode. Ryan Schroeder asked us, Who is y'all's final four in the NBA? So Ian, um, just give your two from the east, two from the west. I'll give my two, and then we'll hit my dad's question, and then we'll close this episode out. We okay. Got class.
1: Yeah, so come in the final four. I'm gonna do Heat Bucks, and then um, in the East, in the West, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Suns Warriors. Okay. I I know it's just it's kind of basic because it's just one two, but those are the two best teams in the West. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry come playoff time he's gonna figure it out you know you know he will I mean he's been in a shooting slump recently but I mean you know he'll turn things around um I mean sure he could turn things around right after the all-star break I mean you never really know what's gonna happen but I must say Suns and Warriors come out of the west and then the Heat and Bucks will meet each other again and I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Another Suns-Bucks finals. That wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise oh, me at all. Not
0: one bit because I'm going to hit my final four right now. I'm going to take Sixers-Bucks. Okay. And then from the West, um, obviously the pick that makes the most sense is Suns-Warriors just because Curry's a different animal in the mm-hmm. playoffs. We have Clayback back now and just the Suns are playing out of their minds. They, I mean, they've lost 10 games. They've played 58 games. They've lost 10. So yeah. The Suns, Warriors, that's, that's got to be my pick. I mean, it's the safest. They're place. on a
1: seven-game win streak coming yeah. in the break, too.
0: And they've won nine of their last ten. Yeah. So that's why I think it's going to be Suns, Warriors. And then the final question before we close this episode out is from my dad. And he asked, what's the likelihood of the Lakers splitting up the team at the end of this season?
1: You know LeBron. I mean everything's like that. Le, Le GM. He's gonna he's gonna take these pieces. He's gonna take these assets and flip them. Shout out KOT for Q. Another uh shout out on this channel. But I'ma say um I'ma say yes. I mean he's gonna take So he's who's gonna, gone. Who's gone? Westbrook. Westbrook is oh, one thousand yeah. percent gone.
0: Which Ian, and Shannon Sharp made this point, um, and I'm going to bring up this analogy because I really like it, and it's it's really funny, actually. Okay. Have you heard Shannon Sharp's analogy about Westbrook? Uh-uh. So pretty much what he said is Shannon Sharp is like, uh, when you're in high school, a girl um, from another school. Okay. Um, and what he said is that all the dudes from the other school, they think this girl is so pretty, um, they're all that, but then um, you don't really know her, obviously, because she goes yeah. to another school, but then when you get to meet her, just all the things that you thought were so great about her really aren't that great. yeah. And once you have her as your girlfriend, you're like, you realize why none of the pretty much what he said is that he you realize why all the other guys at her school don't want her yeah, once you get her because I mean that's kind of exactly what's happened with Westbrook. You think, oh, bringing Westbrook's gonna do this and that, and yeah. it just hasn't worked out. And you see how it hasn't really worked out. I mean can can I say since he's left OKC? Yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah, just Yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. And he is making the most money on this team. He's making more money than the second best player ever.
1: Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
0: 44 million.
1: But yes, I going back to the question, yes. 1000%, I think I think Westbrook's gone. The only player I think that is safe is Malik Monk because he's actually played extremely well in the Lakers.
0: Yeah, but they're going to have to pay him because he's a free agent. So you want to hear who's mm. under contract? For the Lakers after this season because it's, it's going to be interesting because they're going to have another year of a ton of new faces. Here's who is, um, I think Russ, what does he have? He has a player option. He 1,000% opts in because it's $47 million. Yeah. So they have Russ, they have Braun, they have AD, they have Talen, They have a player option for Kendrick Nunn. I assume he opts in $5 million. Mm-hmm. They have Stanley Johnson and Austin Reeves. That's it. So, to answer your question, the Lakers team is probably going to get split up without even them having to split it up.
1: Uh, that Yeah, that's true.
0: Because they're going to have to bring in a ton of new guys. That's true. Um, it's all these dudes on these one-year deals. I, I hope they re-sign Monk. He's been playing so he's, well.
1: I hope they do. Yeah. I mean, he's been playing well alongside LeBron. Mm-hmm. Um, My thing is, is it time to move on from Anthony Davis?
0: I I don't know I don't know the answer to that question just because when he's at his best, he's so good, but he is always hurt. He
1: I mean he just got hurt the other day. Is I he mean, the
0: most injury prone player in the league?
1: Yes. And I like Anthony Davis, but this year he's I mean, we whenever we were doing that color cast, we were talking over and over again about how Anthony Davis just needs to go down low and start dominating um yeah with him having those injuries yeah I think it's in the back of of his head it's in the back of his head a thousand percent and I mean I hope he gets healthy soon I think it's a quick recovery and all this stuff but um I think it's time for LeBron to turn this Laker team around he needs to ship off AD he needs to ship off Westbrook and bring in some more guys he can play alongside with and because I mean I know he wants to play and he wants to win another ring yeah of course, but I mean, it's not gonna happen this year yep. and it's not gonna happen next year if they don't move out. so I think they definitely need to um you know get uh, also another thing too those three they haven't played much together this year Mm-mm. they really haven't no. i mean they haven't they haven't played um very many games together, so I mean we we never know what's gonna happen. I mean, it seems like Westbrook's happy to be home um in l a seems like anthony davis loves playing alongside lebron and lebron loves playing alongside anthony davis so um i mean all it's all speculation right now but um if i were to say anything um i think they definitely should um move away from that and something that i actually just saw deandre jordan's making just as much money as malik monk right now
0: Mm -hmm. but deandre jordan Dude, I wonder – because, I mean, he's going to be on a team regardless next year, but it's going to be another low-end contract just like oh, this Yeah.
1: One. I mean, it's another one. I mean, Dwight Howard's kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Avery Bradley's the same way. Mello's the same way. Yeah. All of them – all of them are, actually have the same exact contract.
0: Yeah. They're bringing all these lower-end deals and all that. Yeah.
1: That. Mello, Ariza, Kent Bazemore, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard – DeAndre Jordan and Malik Monk all are making the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. All of them are. And Malik Monk is the second-leading scorer on this team so far.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, gosh, the Lakers are a mess, man. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to see a storybook ending to their season yeah. making a deep playoff run. Because,
1: I mean, they're, Malik Monk is the only one that's actually been playing – most of the games. Yeah. I mean, LeBron's played 41. AD's played 37. Westbrook's played 57, but he hasn't really helped the team much mm, nope. with him being on the court. Mello's played 50. Malik Monk's played 52. Taylan Horton-Tucker's played 42. Avery Bradley's played 49. I mean, there's, there's what? One player... That is close to playing all of them. It's Westbrook has missed one game. Yeah, and that's ridiculous.
0: Something we talked about before this season and it means nothing now. The Lakers, almost every single one of their players, average hoop fans are gonna know. Our dads are gonna know. It's oh, names yeah. like Westbrook, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Luol Deng, Yeah. Um, Kendrick Nunn, Mello, mm-hmm. Ariza, Avery Bradley, Wayne Ellington, Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, It's all names like that that everyone Everyone, knows.
1: Everyone in Oklahoma knows Austin Reeves. Yeah,
0: Austin Reeves. Yeah. And I I really like Austin Reeves, by the way. I
1: do, too. I like Austin Reeves. I like... Undrafted. Yeah. I I mean, shoot, he had another... um,
0: Big shot. Big
1: shot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, that's our answer to that question with the Lakers. Thank you for all the questions. That was 15 total questions, and that was our first time. So, that's a really fun end of our episode segment because... Mm -hmm it's its own segment without us having to make a segment yeah so thank y'all so much for all the questions we hope that y'all continue to drop these questions and this week's poll that will be under the episode this week Ian, if you agree with me on this one do you want to run the poll of who do you think's going to win the all-star game yeah Uh, yeah, i think that's a fun one so with that being said thank y'all for listening to coast to coast and we'll be be we'll be back with y'all next friday with just another basic episode this has been Coast to Coast, a basketball podcast. Irving Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's gone. Kyrie Irving from downtown. They do have a timeout. Decide
1: not to use a Curry, wait up.